Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the manga podcast where every week we read every chapter of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collective volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And we do read the every week of Shonen Jump. We just haven't been discussing every week of Shonen Jump recently. Sometimes we do a podcast. I, I would like to do it more, but I, but I am the one who has not been doing it, so. Yeah, the first time it was both of us. That's true, I guess. But it was more me, so. <laughs> this week we read Haikyuu, volume 23? Three sounds right. Yeah, it is volume 23. I don't know. I read it a week ago, Kevin. <laughs> yep. We'll get there and I'll be like, I don't know. They did the volleyball. I'm pretty sure they did a spike. <laughs> Before that, though, we have Shonen Jump to talk about. I think we'll just talk about this week's Shonen Jump, but since there was no One Piece this week, I did want to talk about last, last week's, week's One Piece. That's fine. Kevin. I can barely remember anything that happened last oh, week anyway. Shanks did so. a thing. No, I meant not oh. not in one piece. Like oh. one piece, I remember, but like what happened in the other chapters, I got nothing. I remember my utter disappointment in My Hero Academia mm. and my reverse of that in One Piece. That's what I remember from last week. Mm. One Piece, pretty good though. Yeah, I, I didn't bring my notes. All right, I just wrote down. We should talk about that. Sure. Where Shanks did the opposite of what I thought he was going to do. Yeah, and beat was, the shit out of Kid. Yeah, and was like, "You're not in this manga anymore, Kid. Bye." <laughs> It was like, wait, but wait, I have cool cannon. I do kind of like that it's shown that Shanks has the future vision version of observation hockey as well, where he's like, oh, that cannon looks bad. Oh, 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 God, no, that cannon's real bad. I got to stop this now. Yeah, I got to use lightning guy powers or whatever I got. <laughs> also, speaking of One Piece, I am interested in the film Red. Yeah. That's sort of come over. It's like available on like voodoo and itunes i think right now and a bunch like amazon and google and all like a bunch of other stuff is going to be picking it up later like it's a really weird staggered release for american consumers that is weird because it's funimation and dragon ball superhero just went up on youtube like and i and youtube while i was sick was like you should watch this dragon ball movie while you're sick jeremy and i was like yeah youtube that sounds like a good idea yeah, so like I actually do want to watch this one because uh, like Shanks is in it and Shanks' secret pop idol daughter is in yes. it. Yes, and like the the Straw Hats meet up with the the Red Hair Pirates, so I'm like really interested. There's apparently a cool scene with Yasop and uh, Usopp, so like I want to watch it, but I'm like oh, I can't I can't actually watch it yet on like any of the services that I own. That sucks. Yeah. Distribution is weird. Yeah. Capitalism sucks. It's it's so bizarre to see something like that. I'm like, wait, what? So first up this week, we have Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 218, Bath Part 3, mm-hmm. where, speaking of Dragon Ball, Secunda does the tri-beam with an elephant <laughs> on this girl who loves him. Yes. I, it had some cool stuff with it, but I, I was just kind of like, all right, I mean, this is mostly okay, but... I don't know. I thought it was back to like Jujutsu Kaisen fight standards. Yeah. I, I like the ending where she's like, oh no, does Sakuta already know about love? Yeah, that was pretty good. And also I realized that, like, why are they going so far to justify this insect art? Oh, it's a common writer thing. And he mm. doesn't want me to realize it's a common writer thing. But ironically, since I'm American and not Japanese, I didn't think it was a common writer thing <laughs> until I realized why is he trying so hard to justify this? Yep. Anything else you want to say on Jutsu Kaisen? Nope. Uh, that takes us to Sakamoto Day's Days 113 car chase. I also remember Sakamoto Days last week because there was that cool scene with the grenade. Yes. Where Sakamoto punched through a car to throw a grenade away. Yeah. This chapter is just Akira. The movie, have you seen it? 
I actually really liked the fight in this. There's some really great bits. Like, I actually like the bit where she's sliding on the bike and then lights this. She's like looking for a light and lights the cigarette off the sparks of the some metal piece on the road, which I thought was really cool. This car chase has been very cool. I yeah. do have the note. Where did she get this bike? Which I don't actually care about. But. I think I think it was essentially they all because they all had to bail on the car. So yeah. like she just happened to find a bike. But like I thought there was some really cool stuff with Sakamoto with like the I think it was a stop sign or some kind of street sign that it like impales into a car. Just some even the stuff with the the disguise guy, you know, like protecting the daughter was cool. Yeah. No, I thought it was very good. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Undead Unluck number 153, Fair Play. What did you think of Undead Unluck this week, Kevin? Did you also feel like that suddenly the Metroid game was over, so they had to escape for no reason? And they kept explaining why, but you didn't understand why, no matter how many times you read the explanation? Was that your experience with Undead Unluck this week, Kevin? No, I mean, it, it seemed a little silly, but I was like, well, I like the, she won Billy over to her side, so like that's what she was mainly here to do. And then it was like, oh, and then discs explode. I'm like, okay, that is a little weird, but it like sort of made sense. That was like, oh yeah, I kind of unlocked Nico, and apparently unlock has decided to manifest. Of disc is going to run into him now. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was like. What? Oh, okay, eh. okay. I mean, I didn't need them to have a flying saucer, so that's fine. But yeah, okay. I didn't love this chapter, Kevin. I actually, didn't hate this chapter. I actually liked it. I liked the the some of the stuff with like uh, not Nico uh, Fuko realizing like how Billy's power has changed because she's like, wait, she hates you? That can't be right. Oh, you're pa-. like, yeah, you manifested unfair, but it's like activation condition is different. That's pretty cool. And some of the stuff of like, I actually liked Undecree showing back up. You know, kind of like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like that was fine. The ending was also just super Doctor Stone, though. Now we go to space. Yeah, I'm like, what? What? Huh? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's where your enemy is for some reason. But well, no, she's going to rescue somebody. Yeah, up there. yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. I didn't super love this chapter, Kevin. That's fine. I I actually liked it. Next up, we have a Kanabanashi story fifty six. She's here, <laughs> where the voice actress shows up. But yep. that's not really the focus of the chapter at all. <laughs> no, it's like the final panel. Yeah. I actually like this one. I liked, I felt like this was a good introduction of like who were going to be the antagonists of this tuning exam. Yeah, I agree. Like, I actually really liked the reveal that the, uh, the older guy who's been like super nice and just like, you know, super chill the whole time is actually like the first guy in, you know, decades that, uh, Iso has accepted as a pupil. And, like, I like the little bit of, like, what? How come that old guy's here? That's not cool. Well, I yeah, he's older, but he's only been in the school for two months. So he's actually, you know, like, the junior of everybody here. Yeah. No, I, I like that stuff. I don't super care for the other antagonist character that, right, he's more of a Krillin, if we're being honest. Yeah, I, he, but he his main thing was last week, I feel like, because this one was... The older guy that used to be a salesman that's actually, like, really good, and then we have the voice actor show up, and then we have Akane doing her thing. So I'm like, all right, this is actually, this is shaping up to be interesting. Yeah. Next up, we have Elusive Samurai Chapter 104, Miura 1335. What did you think of Elusive Samurai this week, Kevin? I liked it, except for the panel where the guy gets his arm cut off. 
because I couldn't read that he got his arm cut off until three pages later when they were like, I can't believe he did that with one arm. And I'm like, oh, he is missing an arm. <laughs> oh, that's what happened. Yeah, and then did he die at the end? This yes. chapter had readability issues, I feel like, in general. That's also the conclusion I got was yes, but I felt like they were super vague about it. I think they were trying to be super vague about it, but then they mentioned that, like, in the aftertext, they mentioned the heir not inheriting any of, like, the hate from the guy. So I'm like, I'm assuming he died as a, like, this was a historical thing. Everyone knows this guy is going to die. Yeah, just a lot of the characters where that's been true have been super weird to me in Elusive Samurai. Yeah. Just because it feels like they've been set up for more, including this guy. Yeah. Which doesn't mean you can't just kill him, but he's only been around for, like, five, six chapters. Yeah. I think that's just that's going to be the flavor of Elusive Samurai of we're going to like you know <laughs> get introduced to a lot of dead guys. Yeah, you know, and it's just that's the that's the problem with this kind of like historical fiction thing of like, well, unfortunately, history uh, is mostly dead guys. History is mostly dead guys, and like because this is a war, the the young lord probably met people and then they died like they died very quickly, kind of thing. Like, sure, he's made a bunch of. Uh, people that have survived, but there's probably going to be a lot of, I met this guy, and then he died, and then I met this guy, and then he died. This is, that's what happened. Sorry. And this guy, yeah, and I met him. I met this guy. He hasn't died yet. <laughs> Next up, we have Blue Box number 95. It's back, which is pretty good. It's just kind of emotional climax, though. Yeah. And she said at the end, being like, I, now I want to go home for Christmas. But, boy, he's like, and now I have to do strength training for yep. Christmas. Yeah, because he's like, ah, oh, you know, Chia's going to be out, and, like, my... I don't actually know. Senpai? I don't think it's his senpai on the, I think they're equals. Like, I don't actually know what you would call somebody who's an equivalent rank of you in an organization like that. Here. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the Japanese term for that is of like, well, he's not my senpai or my kohai. We're just like teammates. And there has to be a term for it. I just don't know what it is. It might just be teammates. It, it might be. They they might not have anything. But I, I'm assuming with how like formal Japan is with a lot of that stuff, there has to be a word, and I just don't know what it is. Uh, anyway, they're going to drink protein shakes and get swole. <laughs> and she yep. is going to be at home sad that her boy's not there. Yes. I'm, I'm, wondering, I'm wondering how that's going to go. I also did really love Yumika and Chie's interaction of like... Yeah, the, the actual the, emotional climax I just skipped yes. over. It was like, it was very good. I just love the the one guy coming in like, what are you guys, five-year-olds? <laughs> Is it like crying over meeting each other? Yeah. Last but not least, we have Mission Yuzakura family, Mission 172. I'm sorry. Hey, I remember what happened in this last week. They got some kids. Yeah. <laughs> they got some twins. Mm-hmm. This week, they continue to have twins, but twins with bounties on their heads. Because someone has put bounties on all of the Yuzakura family. Yeah. And, and judging and- by, from what Tayo says, this happens like every week. <laughs> It sound it doesn't sound like it happens every week. I think it was just You think it's more him beating himself up unreasonably with fatherly conditions of oh, I should have known you guys might have snuck out at the exact moment a bounty was placed on all of our heads. Yeah, I think it was more like that, like uh I, I should have been faster at not I should have known you would sneak away now. It's like I should have been faster to react to this nonsense. Also maybe like, I don't know, maybe I should have talked about y- your family. <laughs> But I, I really like this. I like Tyler showing up at the end. I like the the two siblings. I'm always a fan of somebody using a yo-yo as a weapon. Yeah, that's cool. I also love that the guy's like, ah, oh, there was a 100% chance you would come to save your brother. And she's like, yeah, I hate math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty good. Like, I don't understand this percentage nonsense. I fucking hate math. 
I do understand murdering you with a yo-yo, though. Yep. No, that, that was really cool. I really liked the line of, like, when Tayo shows up, he's like, come on, your mom's got hot chocolate at home. Let's go. Yeah. All right. That does it for the stuff we talk about every week. Now we have Jump Card. Jump card is the segment I transition into better, usually, I feel like, where we rank everything from our least favorite to our favorite. Uh, 18 this week, Kevin. So what do you have at number 18? That's where I have Cypher Academy. I, I mean, that's fair. It's bad. Other stuff I thought was worse this week. I think it's, I've fallen off the Cypher Academy bandwagon harder of like, I can barely, like, I read it, but like, it goes in one eye and out the other. I know that's not how that phrase works, but no, you don't listen to I get manga. it, because I have me and Robocow at 18, and that's definitely what happened with this one this week. Robocow was a college friend. I remember it. Yeah, it's my number 17. There was one bit that, um, like, I want to say almost made me smile. Like, I, I it, um, it made me smirk. With the the one order like the one order made, it was one of the jokes about her being oblivious or whatever was kind of like I right, eh. so that's why it went above Cypher Academy for me. What do you have at seventeen? Oh yeah, I mean, you just said I have Ichigoki's under control at seventeen. Okay. This Dragon Ball parody I should like, but man, this chapter especially like it was oh. fine last week. Yeah, and even the idea of now future Trunks has shown up is kind of funny, but then there were no jokes about it or anything this week. So yeah. And then he just goes back to his home dimension. I was yeah. like, well, that seems stupid. What was the point of coming here? Yeah. What do you have at 60? That's where I put Ichigokis. Okay. That's where I have Tokyo Demon Bride story. Okay. I, I, I'm a little sad it ended because like, of all, of a lot of the series we got with that, that's actually probably my favorite. Yeah. It's actually, way. it's much higher for me because I kind of, I also had that I'm sad it ended. I would, you know, there's several other things I wish would have been canceled instead of this. It, that's part of why I went so low, but also it just seemed like a real weird. And now we're going to do some memory flashback stuff to kind of wrap this up the way a lot of sudden endings are. This one I saw coming more. It was yeah, like this, totally sudden. This felt- but like we also put Chipmunk Girl in his class last week and. It feels like they're like, you're going to be chapel- ch- canceled in three chapters. He's like, okay, that's too bad. I Did I say three chapters? I meant now, right now. It's like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a little bit of that. But like, you know, it kind of just set up the, this is the, this is the gaggle of friends that I did like the, uh, you know, this is when he finally remembered. Oh yeah. I was drowning that one time. Like this is when it comes for a circle and he remembers like, oh yeah, she did save me. That's right. I remember now. Yeah, I, like I said, I did not care for it. So. That's fine. I, I, I'm sad it's gone, but I did not care for its last chapter. What do you have at 15? That's why I have Fabricant 100. Whatever. Like, <laughs> uh, you, you'll get superpowers. You got super healing. That's kind of, that's kind of le- like. But I didn't get cool claws that pop out of my body. Yeah, I was like, or, super healing is an extremely useful superpower that is awesome. It, it will not. It's extremely practical. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's extremely practical. Like, all right, cool. But he was literally going like, I need to be able to do more stuff. You've got super healing. That doesn't allow me to do more <laughs> stuff. I'll just get my ass kicked harder because they'll be able to beat me longer. Yeah. I have Cypher Academy at 15. Okay. What do you have at 14? 
14 is where I have the Ichinose family. Yeah, I thought this one would go low for you. Like, you know, I thought we were setting something up with the, you know, the parents are sharing the coma dream, but then we only see the parents and they don't talk to anyone else about it. And then the dad goes like insane, <laughs> which <laughs> you're, it, you're not makes, wrong. it makes sense. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I this isn't how I was expecting the we're having the same dream. Because I think in the last chapter, they literally said, well, we should ask the others if they are too. And they don't do that. It's just very weird. And then it's like, all right, and then we cut back to back in the repeating coma dream where the grandfathers figured it out. But now Shin, I think is his name, the kid. Has unfigured it has out. Has unfigured it out again. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I got Fabricant 100 here. Okay. See everything you just said. Yeah. Oh, what do you have at 13? 13 is where I put Witch Watch. Eh. Yeah, I agree. This one, like, I like the ending of it. I thought that yeah. was funny. So it's went a little higher for me. That's fair. But- I, I agree with you. I have Black Clover here. Okay. Because eh, I do like the end where you know it's like, ah, you're not my rival. That's the character is my rival. That um, is the that is the only it's a couple of spaces higher. Oh, this is the only reason for it went line. here is for me. And then, like I kinda like the idea of just like, oh, I'll just make a area where time doesn't pass. That'll stop your time magic. Yeah. I kinda like that idea, but like what I realized about Black Clover this week is it's got so many characters. So many goddamn characters, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And it refuses to let any of them be jobbers mm-hmm. for even a second. So we all, all we have this chapter is a whole bunch of guys with no faces or names be like, oh no, they're so powerful this week. Unlike all the other storylines when we were also like, oh no, they're so powerful. How did we get this job as magic knights? I don't know. I guess we're in the the secret 14th company of people who go, oh no, they're so strong. So the other guys look better. <laughs> <laughs> and I oh, miss me with it. Fair. What do you have at 12? 12 is where I have Ginka and Gluna. This is kind of like seem, you know, I felt like it was like, yeah, it's getting canceled. It, it's not getting canceled anymore. Let's let's keep going. That's how I felt with Tokyo Demon Ride for like 10 weeks. So who knows? Yeah. Their cancellation policies seem different now. It I don't does. know that they are, but they seem different. Yeah, I, I do wonder about that. But just the Ginka's depressed and then he's like, All right, we're, you know, we're going to go gather her friends. I was like, her, what, two friends? And Sword Guy. <laughs> I wouldn't count Sword Guy as a friend. She met him five minutes ago. Uh, she, she met all these guys five minutes ago, Kevin. Well, no. She she had she had t- one adventure with the two friends. That's and this true. is Shonen series. So one adventure is enough to, me, to make uh, Kevin, how many adventures has she had with Sword Guy? Zero. No one. They went out. They fought the two guys. That didn't matter at all. Yeah, but like they didn't. The Sword Guy didn't do anything. Uh, he helped her fight the two guys. And then he stopped being on panel. <laughs> That's not his fault. <laughs> I got my hair academia here. That's totally fair. W- why is Gagata Machia hate all for one now? What? Huh? Uh, I don't get w- it. Why was last chapter a flashback we didn't need, Kevin? <laughs> I, I don't. That's not this chapter's fault, but I don't like that either. <laughs> no, that's totally I think fair. My hair academia was not at the bottom last week, but it was trying to be there really hard. Yeah. It's my number 11. I completely agree with you. This is just. And then there was the the thing with the reporters. And, oh, yeah. I and, forgot that Lois Lane is in this chapter because reporters are in superhero stories and for no other reason. Yeah. Watching the anime, which I shouldn't have done, but I did. I really realized just how whiny the general public is in My Hero Academia. But they're like, oh, all you heroes suck. Not protecting us good enough. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not a good metaphor at all for like, I don't even know what he's trying to say about the real world or superhero stories. Yeah. With it. 
And this is like a rebuttal refusal of that. So I get it narratively, but it's the refusal of something they shouldn't have introduced in the first place. Yeah. it. There's a bit in uh, One Punch Man where something similar happens, where generally the general consensus is that the public likes the heroes, but it's during the Sea King incident where yeah, yeah, I've all, read that all, arc. Yeah, all the S ranks are getting their asses, or not all of them, but everyone that shows up is getting their asses kicked. But that works better because all of the heroes might are in One Punch Man are kind of assholes. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Is it actually works in that situation, and the person who refutes it is Saitama, not some other person in the general public it's like Saitama literally shows up and like recognizes that the public's just frustrated and they're like well you guys are supposed to protect us and we all almost died so we're feeling scared so he just like takes all of the hate onto himself which was a good moment versus like you were saying the general public just seems to be whiny in this of like you should have protected us better I what do you want me to do man yeah I do hear gluten at 11 they're just swapped for me Gotcha. What do you have at number 10? 10 is where I put Mashal. I didn't really care about this weird crocodile boy backstory or the bit with the one chick being like, uh, you're the most human person ever because you also embody all of the worst parts of humanity. <laughs> you're our it's Krillin. Kind of- <laughs> you kind of suck, but... Well, it's not even your Krillin. It's like because Krillin is actually the opposite of that. That's yeah, j- the, the, I was the, like, you're our Cartman. Of you're you're like the worst part. You're like you're yeah. the most human person ever because you embody literally everything about them, including the worst parts. The, the reason the Krillin own count is so high is because Krillin always tries. Yeah, versus this guy's, you know, like runs away immediately. I got undead unluck here. Okay. Kind of said my piece on it. What do you have at number nine? Uh, nine is where I put Black Clover. I liked it a bit more, and I really like that line of, like, with the one guy being like, oh, your magic perfectly counters mine. That makes you my rival. I already have a rival. Fuck you. I got Witch Watch at nine. Okay. Like I said, the joke at the end got me. That's fair. What do you got at eight? Eight is where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. Like, I, I was liking it. I was just, I liked the stuff above more this week. Yeah, I, eight's where I have Ichinose. Okay. And I agree with your criticisms. I just really didn't like a bunch of stuff this That's week, fair. if I'm being honest. And each and OC still had me going like, what? Okay. Like, where's this going? Yeah, it, it has that going for it. I just... What do you have at seven? Seven is where I put Mission Yozakura family. You know, I, I like people using yo-yos as weapons. I like that the brother has, like, a super watch. And I like that line about Coco. Seven's where I have Mashal. Okay. What do you have at number six? Six is where I put Tokyo Demon Bride. I actually liked the kind of reversal of... Jinta getting knocked in the water and Manka saving him and then him remembering like, this is how we met the first time. And again, I'm really sad that it's gone because there are several other things I wish were gone instead of it. Yeah, I'm not like really sad it's gone. To me, it was like on the chopping block, but of the stuff that I'm like, this isn't great. It's the thing that was most consistently like, oh, this chapter was okay, though. Yeah. But I don't know what direction it had to go in. That is fair. It's probably more along the lines of, I'm not sad it's gone. I'm more sad that other (laughs) Other things aren't gone. Yes. (laughs) Why didn't you get rid of that? I'd be like, I sort of like this. I don't like that thing. Get rid of that thing. Yeah. The thing is, like, Ichinose feels like it's almost over. Who knows? You know, it could go another hundred chapters. Yeah. I know me and Roboku isn't going anywhere. I know. That that one that one doesn't bother me, but, like, Ichigoki's doesn't feels like it doesn't know what the hell it's doing anymore. Yeah. But, and, like, everything else. I mean, I guess Cypher Academy would be the next one. But Cypher Academy, it's not my beautiful train wreck daughter Yui Kamiyo yet, but it's got 
close to that sort I'm of just, energy. I'm just wondering. I, I, I at least enjoy hate reading Cypher Academy sometimes. Yeah, but uh, I'm just like, I'm thinking of like, so this is Shonen Jump and it's aimed at young boys. Like, how are young boys handling this? Like, I, I look at this stuff and go, I, just, I don't understand this at all. And I wonder if that's a language barrier thing. I, I do wonder if that's a language barrier thing or I'm like, are they just also kind of glossing over it and like... I, I I just don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, but Genki and Galuna and Fabricant 100 and Tokyo Demon Bride were all kind of on the same level to me. Yeah. And Tokyo Demon Bride was probably my favorite of those. So uh, I'm sad it's gone. Yeah. I had high hopes for Genki and Galuna, and then it kind of like reverted what I thought the magic system was, and that was like the coolest part of it. So, yeah. What do you have in number five? Five is where I put the elusive samurai. Same. He's in a pot. Yep. <laughs> He's in a pot. Uh, uh, Link will I... find his body one day. Yeah. Besides that one panel where he gets his arm cut off, I actually really liked it. It just, that's what kind of drove it down of, I stared at that panel for a while trying to figure out, I was like, I I think he's being attacked by the bullheaded man, maybe, but the panel was so messy, which normally they're not. Yeah. Well, this, I was it like, had I, readability issues, which yeah. is really not a elusive samurai problem. Yeah. I did think, I do think I found the most unreadable comic that was published in America I've ever found, which is Flash number 202. That story lacks continuity between panels. Stuff just happens. Oof. What do you got at number four? That's where I put Undead and Unluck. I kind of liked the, you know, hey, we're a team now kind of thing. The disc blowing up, whatever. They find Remember Cool. And, you know, we're going to the moon now. Uh, that's right. I have Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. Just on strength of fight drawings. Fair. Uh, when do you have a number three? Three is where I put a Kanabanashi. Same. I think our top three are going to be identical. This is where, Probably. This is where stuff got good, in my opinion. Yeah. A Kanabanashi was really good. I still, I really like that bit where, the, like, the, the calm, happy salesman guy is actually, like, you know, really, really good. And I didn't see that coming. I thought, you know, like, her, like, main antagonists weren't going to be these two. These were going to be, like her friends for the tuning exam, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. uh, like, oh, we're going to be the friendly rivals, not like, oh, God, this is the guy I need to beat. Yeah. What do you have it, too? That's where I put Sakamoto Days. Same. For uh, good. The fight scenes in Sakamoto Days I thought were really good. There was some really good stuff with, like you said, last week with uh, Sakamoto punching through the bottom of the car to grab the grenade and throw it out. I kind of like the guy being like, yeah, I've got like karma points yeah, or whatever he called them. He's like, ah, yes, I've done a bunch of good deeds, so I'm invincible. Oh, no, these guys have also done good deeds. But if I kill them, I will get their good deeds. Yeah, and I like the the one guy being like, that sounds like a very evil ability to tack on to this good deeds thing. But I've seen stuff like that before uh, yeah. with the, what was it, the His Dark Materials. There's the priest that performs a bunch of good, performs so many good deeds that they can murder somebody and still get into heaven kind of thing so they're like holy assassins uh, transactional goodness that's not a problem theologically yes well I, you know he's he's yeah. the villain but that that was what was going on with, like that was their belief structure but yeah really really like that and then blue box is number one yeah because it's the number one yep no one piece what's gonna knock it out of its way yep uh if it would have been a bit like slower of a chapter is not but so if the box isn't always number one but no i just has meant, to work hard to beat it i just meant this week if it had been a bit slower of a chapter sakamoto days would have knocked it off i feel like but it this had the emotional climax of yumika and chie kind of like making up as friends and being like let's play basketball again together and so i hope to see them later just like playing in the park or something pick like up game. yeah, yeah beat pick up michael up, jordan yeah 
<laughs> pickup game in the middle of the park kind of thing of like, I mean, we don't need to play basketball on a team. I just want to play basketball. I don't think you. randomly occurring basketball courts are a thing in Japan the way I they are in America, but that I, would be great. I Yeah, they're probably not. There's probably not random basketball par- or basketball courts and parks, but I mean, maybe she can come by the school. Yeah. I don't know how that works in Japan either. I don't uh, think it... I think you are not allowed is how that works. I'm I'm thinking I was like maybe she can come by that no. no I think that's, that's the whole subplot of every persona game where you have to sneak into a school. Yep. All right. That does it for jump card this week. We read Haikyuu volume 23. Hey, we're halfway through Haikyuu, Kevin. Yep. And we'll be back to talk about that after the break. I read this a week ago. Let's let's go through my notes. I got okay. all they agree on is winning nationals because the two guys on the team they didn't agree on anything. Yeah, but then they're like, "What's your goal?" And they were both like, "Winning nationals." I remember that. Yep. I got this this good note is like, "There's no team that can beat us at tenacity, except probably the main characters. We better not face them. They might <laughs> outshone us, man." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I remember this was the one where we have the cats beat the snakes. Yeah. And I actually liked, there's one moment where it's one of the teams that the Snakes had beat earlier in the tournament is bitching about like, oh man, they're doing all these like dirty things, you know, like trying to like block line of sight for the refs and like buttering up the refs so that they give them better calls and stuff. And then I do like the one Cats guy being like, oh yeah, you know, like, oh, they basically cheated their way to win. But he goes on to be like, oh, you mean like how their defense is actually extremely adaptable and like this guy's really good at reading things and like talking about like all the good stuff, like, you know, yeah, they were trying literally everything to win, but that didn't mean that they weren't good. It just meant that yeah, it they just were... meant they've got a little bit of American in their blood. Yes, <laughs> it just means Bill Belichick is their coach. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's definitely what it seemed like. Be you Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did like that moment where he kind of stands up for them and being like, "These guys were really good." I could just hear him turn and like, "Was I pissed off that they were doing this shit?" Yes, but they were solid without that. Yeah. Also, we get to see the cat's ace and how he's like, they say he's an ace in name only, but it's because he's a defensive ace. Yeah. And he's really, really good at just blocking everything that comes and digging and making sure the ball stays in play, even though he doesn't spike it or anything. Yeah. Well, and I also kind of liked, it almost seemed like that they made the snakes forget that he was the ace. And then like, that's when he popped up and did something kind of like. It's kind of like the Hanada thing with the being the perfect decoy. Like, we're going to make you focus on that guy. He's not actually, you know, this is distraction carn effect. You don't actually <laughs> need to worry. I mean, you need to worry about that, but you don't need to worry about that that much. Yeah. Also, they need trips to go to nationals. And by they, I mean the crows, because we cut back to them finally. Mm-hmm. And Kageyama might be going to his cool summer camp. And yeah. that's the cliffhanger we're left on. Yep. That's all I remember about Haikyuu, Kevin. That's basically all I remember as well, because, again, it was like a week ago, and that's kind of, you know, like, it was, it's a good volleyball game. I liked how the cats were fighting the snakes. I'm just going to call them the cats and the snakes, because I can't. Nekamata is the cat. Yeah, which is just cat, so. Well, sort of. That's why I can remember it, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) But I I liked the the ending of that, and, you know, I'm excited to see how this is going to change, so. Still love reading Haikyuu now that you know, we're reading it from 
uh, we've been reading it from volume one as opposed to volume 40. <laughs> uh, this is, for manga, that's good. Yeah. Some American comics, you really shouldn't start at number one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's honestly probably some manga that you probably shouldn't start at volume one. Oh, uh, yeah. Dragon Ball. <laughs> Just uh, find the one with the Z on it. Maybe go back two or three volumes, read that King Piccolo stuff. Yep. But I mean, there's, you know, there's some stuff where it's like, because of the way Shonen Jump has done a lot of the time, they don't like find their stride until like chapters five or six. That's not as true anymore. I know that's not as true anymore. But, but I, you're right. There are some where they, they maybe don't find their stride or, you know, they have a paradigm shift of they realize, hey, this isn't working. Let's try this. Oh, this is really working. So maybe you don't necessarily need to read one or go into it knowing it's a little weak at start. Yeah, but like I said, I feel like that was real true in the 80s and 90s, but like Naruto chapter two is bad, and it takes like four chapters to figure out what it is. Yeah. One Piece knows what it is from Jump, and that's like beautiful in hindsight. Yeah. Bleach takes a little longer, I guess. Yeah. Also, the only good parts of Bleach is Soul Society. Come at me, bros. (laughs) No, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people say a red car and get out of here. Eh. And if you say Quincy, I don't even... Jesus. Stop listening to the podcast. Turn it off. Turn in your badge and your gun. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually read the Quincy arc. Maybe it's good. I doubt it. I, I've read everything and... Uh, <laughs> no. I trust you, Kevin. We disagree on almost everything, but I trust you on this. <laughs> I mean, it, it was something, but like that was one of my first manga, and even then I was just kind of like reading it to finish it. And now that I've read a bunch more, I'm like, eh. Been there. At least Naruto does do the thing at the end. Yeah. Takes way too long to get there, but at least it does the thing. Yes. They lose their arms. Mm-hmm. Like good brothers should. Yes. Anything else we want to say about Haikyuu? I don't think so. No. What are we going to read next week, Kevin? So next week, I was looking at stuff that would be, because we've been you know struggling to meet uh, and haven't decided on a theme, I think we'd read Spidex Family, because I don't think we've actually read volume one of that for the podcast, even though we've talked about the manga on the podcast? Uh, Kevin, I don't know how to end this podcast. Oh, I have a thing here. It, it's written down. That's why I mm-hmm. wrote it down. Our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fist Fight by Tommy W. Emirat. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions. And our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out my other podcast. It's a Gundam where we're almost wrapping up Gundam Build Fighters. Uh, I realized that record re- release-wise we are not. Recording-wise we are. Yeah. But also, a new episode of Last Time on Video Games, where we talk about Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, that's video games that people like. Yeah. That'll be up when this is up, I hope. You have anything you want to plug, Kevin? I actually want to plug Demon Slayer, the uh, Swordsman, Swordsman's Village arc. Is it? I don't know what they're calling it. I think it. I think it's Swordsman's Village, or Swordsmith's Village, maybe, which I think is one of my favorite arcs in Demon Slayer is coming out, so I'm super excited about that one. I'm just excited to see more Demon Slayer. I hope yeah. the animation quality is consistent. I saw the trailer and the stuff in the trailer looks really good. Like I, I really seen anything, like so, I really but, like I really like how they've animated the Love Hashira doing stuff. Like you only see her like running through with the sword flying around her, but it looked really good. I, I mean I just hope it stays as yeah. good as it has been. because uh, me and Zach and Tyler were talking about it last night about how good the animation is before and I'm like, Oh man, and the manga's so good, I hope they keep it up. Yep. Uh, we don't have much Demon Slayer left, so Yep. I mean it's probably like two, three more seasons though, so uh yeah probably because we got that we got the after this is the assault on the castle i actually no i think no there's one there's something else between swordsmith's village and the assault on the castle i think that's not what i was thinking that's why i said two or three so yeah 
I, I might be thinking the one after Swordsmith's Village. I might have been mashing two arcs together and thinking I like like I do like the Swordsmith Village, but I think actually it's the one right after that that's the one I really like. I can't remember now. Podcast ended. <laughs>